Today we're talking about making God your pen pal. Yes, in a certain sense, every one of us should write our own prayers. My name is Yitzwine. I'm the rabbi of Young Israel, H. Las Vegas. Thank you for joining the Life is Great community. Rosh Hashanah is right around the corner. So I want to take a few moments about uh, to talk about prayer. And where does it come in? Where do our personal prayers come into play over here? And how you can write your own prayer, a very effective way to connect with the Almighty on Rosh Hashanah and really set yourself up for a beautiful, wonderful year. Okay, so th this is how it works. In Judaism, you have basically two kinds of prayers. You have formal prayers that one experiences when they read the Siddur, the prayer book. Now, you can read the prayer book in any language. Of course, one of the great things about Judaism is that we all we always pray primarily in Hebrew, and then anywhere you go in any of your, your language, if English is your first language, you can get a Hebrew English prayer book. If you're Russian, is it English Russian prayer book? I've seen English Spanish. I've seen English Portuguese. I've seen English Korean prayer books. I don't know how many Korean Jews there are, but okay, but I've seen I've seen that. And so but but the service is formalized and stated in Hebrew. That has a tremendous advantage because whatever language is your first language, wherever you go in the world, you can go to a synagogue and feel right at home. I can go to a synagogue in Russia, in South Africa, in Peru, and I don't in wherever and and it's the same service. It's pretty much the same service. And it's all structured in that way. Now, the prayers that are in the Siddur, uh, some of them, the main prayers were authored by the, um, the men of the Great Assembly uh, roughly 2,500 years ago. And then the prayers continued to develop uh, as the years would go on. Uh, certain pieces from the Torah would be added. Other things would be added. And the general rule is we add things, we don't get rid of them. <laughs> and so, um, and then as you'd have different communities would live in different parts of the world, they would develop their own customs, but the essence of the prayers are all the same, no matter where you go. It's it's just it's slightly modified. So today there's a handful of different, we call them a nusach, a handful of different primary structures to prayers. Uh, the structure is always the same, but they, they, there's a few extras or a few things that are taken away. But you can, you, you can navigate. Once you know what you're doing in one once, you, you know what you're doing pretty much everywhere you go around the world. All right, that is the formal prayer. Then there's something called an informal prayer. Now, this the, for, the kind of informal prayer I'd like to share with you today really was popularized most, I think, by Rav Nachman of Breslov. And this is a couple hundred years ago, 250 years ago. He was a big guy. I mean, Rav Nachman, was, he was a Hasidic Rebbe, but he was, people talk about him, you know, uh, not exactly like the not exactly like the Vilnagon or the Baal Shem Tov, but he was you know he was really it. And every year, probably except for this year, um, hundred thousand Jews go to Uman. Uman is in the Ukraine, and that's where Ravnachman of Breslov was buried. And again, just because there's a war now, so they won't have they won't, they'll only have tens of thousands of Jews as opposed to hundreds of thousands of Jews. And people go, you know, people the Breslov Hasidic uh, sect or, or just other Orthodox Jews will go because he was such a remarkable man. He wrote tremendous, had tremendous writings and taught a lot of Torah. Nonetheless, Rav Nachman would, spoke often of this kind of prayer called his Hispodidu. His 
would, it refers to uh, picking up and, you know, he would call it like going for a walk in the woods and combine your personal prayers with self-reflection and meditation. And then sometimes the formal prayers is where, well, but really it's, it's going out and, and say for an hour, talk, having a nice talk with God in the same way that you would talk with another person. And so this, this dynamic, this hispodius is something that's very valuable. I do it often. I don't go to the woods, but yeah, the idea is you go someplace private and you speak aloud. You talk to God aloud, like you're talking to another person. And it really does enhance your sense of connection, your personal connection with God. So I recommend that a person should do his bodus like all the time. If you can't do it for an hour, do it, do it for five minutes a day. And by the way, doing it five minutes a day is not easy. Don't think talking to God like you're talking to a human being, except you're not seeing him is an easy thing. Uh, I had a lot of years uh, doing radio, so it's easier for me because I can, you know, I can look at a computer screen and talk <laughs> like I'm talking to a person. But but unless you 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 train yourself to do that, most people really they find it very difficult. Now again, we need the formal prayers because formal prayers, in essence, are directed meditation. And again, they were written. You know, the, the essence of them were written. Many of them were written by prophets. Or they or, or taken from the words of the prophets. So there, there, it's a holy articulation of of concepts that we need to be speaking about on that particular day. So therefore, the weekday prayers are different than the Shabbos evening prayers, which are different than the Shabbos morning prayers, which are different than the Shabbos afternoon prayers, different than the Rosh Hashanah prayers, different than the Yom Kippur prayers, different than other holiday prayers. Because every day is a different day, and we need to focus on something else. So therefore, the rabbis of the various days and how they, they constructed the siddur, they knew the main concepts to speak about on those days, and they put them down. His bodidus, or just talking to God, that's really coming from your heart. So if you just start talking to God, look in the mirror and start talking to God, you know, no, you're talking to God, not yourself. Um, you're going to run out of things to say. Uh, you, you just will. The advantage of formal prayers is it helps you direct the prayers. Uh, a friend of mine who's a religious guy, a rabbi type, he said one time to me, he goes, you know, I noticed that if I if I daven by myself in my house in the morning, it takes me eight minutes. If I come to shul, it takes me 34 minutes. I should come to shul more often, right? Because <laughs> you do a better job when you're doing it with other people. But if you want to have a successful Rosh Hashanah, you need to have kispotidus. You need to have that personal prayer that you are constructing, that you are making. So I want to suggest a methodology of, of slicing the baby in half, so to speak, of, of, of using part formal prayer, of formalizing our hispotitus, formalizing your personal prayers. And this is, this is how you do it. You should write a letter to God. And I recommend people, everyone do, does this. I do this. And, and, and you, it starts off with a lot of his bodus. It starts off by going for a walk. You know, if you're in Las Vegas, going out to Mount Charleston, I think it's closed right now, but going out to, to Red Rock, which I do every, before every Rosh Hashanah, I go out to Red Rock and I spend some time there and walk around by myself and just me and the almighty and I prepare drushes, that kind of stuff. Going in here, if you have a nice backyard or a park and you start off talking to God a lot, and then you want to sit down and you want to write a letter and you're going to bring that letter to shul on Rosh Hashanah and read that letter. Now, the letter should be in the structure of our formalized prayers, except it's going to be in your words, but it'll have the same structure. The basic structure of our prayers are praise, request, and thanks. 
Now, the reason we're praising God is so we know who we're talking to. That's God does not need our prayers, uh, our praises, but he, he doesn't need our prayers either. We need our prayers, but okay. But God does not need our, our praises. But when we praise God, we help identify who am I speaking to? The requesting is, well, that's the reason you're speaking to God is for the request. So, so, you know, you're gonna have a lot of requests. Thanking God is crucial because why in the world would a person help you next time if you didn't show your gratitude to them this time? Why do, why would we expect God to be kind and benevolent to us if we don't express our gratitude to him, if we don't recognize exactly what he does? So there we go. So let's get through this. Now, by the way, you know, let's start praise. How do you start out the letter off? Dear God, dear Almighty, dear Hashem, however you speak to God, dear Abish, or whatever it is. And then you write out, you are your praises. So, so everyone views God in a slightly different way. You know, I really relate to the concept that God loves me. And God loves me more than he loves my children, uh, more than I could love my children. Sometimes I turn to people, I say, you know, I, I, I look at that person over there and I say, wow, you know, like God loves, God loves that person more than I can ever love my children. Isn't that amazing? I better love that person a little more. Okay. Um, one time I saw a bag lady and uh, my kids were, were, were driving Los Angeles and Los Angeles, see all sorts of homeless people. And there was a lady there and uh, she looked really like, kind of like weathered. Okay. Didn't look good at all. And I said to the kids, I said, you realize that woman, she's somebody's daughter. There was a time when she was somebody's baby, probably. And, and somebody, somebody doted over that person. Okay. So we have to realize we are all very, very precious in the eyes of the almighty. The other night, last night, my son and I went to meet the Stanley cup. We went to the, 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 uh, went to the assistant general manager of the, of the Knights house. And, uh, you know, the Golden Knights, they won the Stanley Cup. And he had a party for the Cup. So we went out there and Chemi and I got to go there and touch the Cup, see the Cup, hug the Cup, and, you know, lift it up a little bit, and, you know, take pictures with the Cup. It was really great. Everyone there, everyone gets there, about 40 people were there, and everyone gets so excited to see the Stanley Cup. I turn around and I say, you know, it's amazing. Every person's soul, every person in this room's soul is more valuable than the Stanley Cup. But the Stanley Cup, everyone freaks out over it. It says, oh, it's tremendous. Your soul, your soul is so much more valuable than the Stanley Cup. You get it? When you put that in perspective, now you can praise God. Thank you, praise God. God, you're all the all-knowing and the all-powerful, the all-kind, the all-loving, the all-good. The king, right? The king who rules the world. Praise God so you know who you're speaking to. Then the last part, that's the first part, right? You do that for a while. Then in the middle, in the middle, the second part is requests. Requesting things from God is what do you want? Now we spoke about this last time. If you have not yet listened to the pot, to the pot, the previous podcast, the four most important things you need for, to prepare for Rosh Hashanah. So listen to that podcast and then you can do this exercise. Then you can write out your requests. You have to realize that in Rosh Hashanah, God is going to decree everything this year, everything that's going to happen the next year, he's going to decree everything on Rosh Hashanah. And one has to recognize that your, your life is filled with blessings and it's filled with frustrations. What kind of blessings do you want in the coming year? You want to write them down. God, I want these kind of blessings and you want to write, and this is the effort I'm going to go through in order to fill these blessings. And this is why I want the blessings. Now it's very important that you, that you think about the blessings you want. And, and understand that the blessings are not just for you. The blessings are so that you can be part of God's process of bringing his kingship into the world. 
part of God's process of perfecting the world. So therefore the blessings you, you want, you have to say, Hashem, this is why I want the blessings. You want money? If you just want the money because you want to buy a yacht, I don't know if that's the best way to pray to God. But if you want the money so you can take care of your obligations, so that you can show the people that you are a fine, honest Jew, and you're not forced to do something in business that you would that would that might be a little sketchy in a moral way. If you turn and you say, I want to be able to support my family in a proper way. I want to be able to give the right amount of charity, right? And if you turn and say, but God, I don't give me so much money that all of a sudden it's going to corrupt me, right? If you have the, that kind of wisdom, right? And if you turn and say, God, help me, give it to me as I need it. Give it to me in an honorable way. Okay, so that's the way to ask for it. You want health, you want time, make sure you use your time properly. But what are you going to use your time for? Is it so you can like vacation 120 days a year? Is it just so you can like watch TV? Or do you want your time so you can really experience the pleasures in this world properly? Do you want your time so you can, so, you, so you'll have the free time to spend with your, your, your spouse and your family so that you can dedicate things to, to helping other people, right? You want your health. Well, if you have your health, then you're probably in a better mood. And if you're in a better mood, then you can reflect on the fact that uh, you, you can help show people a, a proper, uh, what a proper Jew is. You realize that the greatest in, in, uh, incrimination against any religion is if it adherents are miserable, right? So you don't want to be miserable. Hashem, God, everyone knows I'm Jewish. Let me be happy. Give me my health. Give me enough money. Give me... And make meaningful things to do, opportunities to do with my time, so that when people look at me, I can be a sanctification of your name. And you see, phrase what you want. You're going to want money. You're going to want health. You're going to want good relationships. You're going to want meaningful accomplishments. These are the things you're going to want. Now clarify what you want, why you want it, and the effort that you're going to do in order to go through it. This is hard work, but boy, will it make your brush on a great. And then at the end, at the end, the third part, third section is thank you, Hashem. So go through a list of all the blessings. Say thank you for giving me a mind. Thank you for giving me my legs. Giving me my, I'm Jewish. Thank you, God, for giving me my family. Thank you, God, for giving me a good job. Thank you, God, for, for all the things, for the Torah I know. Thank you, God, for the Life is a Great podcast. Right? And you write the, all, the, all your blessings. Then you, if you, if you want to get sophisticated on this, write down... Thank you, God, for your frustrations. Say, God, I know I, I'm, I, I, I've had this frustration. I know somehow it's good for me. Try and figure out how it's good for you. Thank you, God. I know that when I got sick that time, I know that was an act of love and kindness that you gave me. And thank you for that. So you got your praises, your requests, your thanks. Tie it up. Put it on a piece of paper, not on your phone, not on your computer. Print it out. Bring it to Shul on Rosh Hashanah. Find a time, I would say at the end of the silent Amida, the end of the, the prayers, you know, there are certain prayers where we just stand up there and everyone's quiet. Pull it out, read it to God. Speak it out. Read it loud enough that you can hear, not loud enough that your neighbor can hear. Don't leave your paper lying around. It's pretty personal. I know, because I've read some of yours. Anyway, so that's the thing. It's a, a little interesting. Okay, so that's the thing. And, and by the way, if, if you need help in crafting the letter, you, got, you can catch me for a couple of days. Email me at rabbiyitzwine at gmail.com. And if you want help with that, I will, I will help you with your letter. I'll, I'll cut out a few minutes and, and read what you've got and if you wish and discuss it. All right. So, so we can do that. And, uh, and I wish you tremendous 
and wonderful success in this in this process. I, I know uh, people that that have been have kept thirty years of letters in a binder, and they, they keep the letters and they they see how their their prayers have evolved and their needs and their blessings how they've evolved over the years. So very very powerful. And now I welcome our very favorite producer Dana Rutherford. She asked me your questions. Uh, welcome Dana, and uh, please, uh, what's on the minds of our listeners? Thank you, Rabbi Wine. Hi, everyone. Okay, so we have three questions. And this one seems really interesting. It says, I'm trying to get my husband to write a letter to Hashem before Rosh Hashanah. I did it last year and it had the most amazing year. It had its ups and downs, but overall, it was in every, overall in every way, it's been beautiful. How should I help my husband see how wonderful this is and encourage him to write one of his own? So this, this is the question. How do you really, how do you encourage anyone to do any mitzvah? Or you, you show, you, you just share how beneficial it's been for you. That, that is really it. It's not, you know, you're not selling, you can't force people, you can drag a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink, right? And that that's really one of the things that we do. And I think if, if we're dedicated enough, it will have tremendous impact on the world. The mitzvahs that you do that are beneficial to you, share, don't be, let's speak about it a lot. Uh, that's the best, the best they're gonna do. Beautiful, okay, the next one says, when you are writing a prayer to Hashem, how much is too much when it comes to what you thank Hashem for, ask for, or talk about? No such thing as too much. It's no such thing. It's This is your prayer. It's not my prayer. Dan, it's not your prayer. It's, a, it's whoever's writing, it's their prayer. Whatever's in your heart, write it. And if it's 20 pages, you know what? God has a lot of patience. He'll listen to you and he'll applaud you for it. But it doesn't have to be 20 pages. I want you to know my letters are generally are very short. Like my letters are less than a page. They, they really are very short. But I think carefully about what I want to write and then, I, and then I write it. But it doesn't have to be a novel. It has to be authentic. That's the main thing. The main thing is authenticity. You're just being honest with Hashem. Okay. Beautiful. And then the last one says, I've been trying to write my prayers to Hashem and I keep drawing a blank. I just don't know how to start or what to say. My heart is very much in it, but I just don't know what to say. What should I do? Ask yourself, what if you go in the negative? What if God took away your arms, your legs, your eyes, your wife, your, your husband, your kids, your mother? What if you didn't have enough money? See, one of the things is we get lulled into security. We think that how, how life has always been, it will be. And that works to our advantage and our disadvantage. And the advantage is you people develop a certain sense of calmness. Okay, that's the way it is. But if we also realized how the truth that it's very fragile, you know, people die every day. You never know when you're going to die. Uh, people, you know, tragedy happens every day. And I think that if you put yourself in the situation of like, wow, what would happen, you know, if if uh, you know that horrible X, the unspeakable, you know, would happen? Okay, then that will start your gratitude. So if, even if you cannot go through the whole process of praise, requests, and thanks, at least write a gratitude list that you bring and just say, thank you, Hashem. I, I'd say that that's the, that's the minimal. The minimal is just the gratitude. And uh, listen, a person says, you know, Zig Ziglar tells a famous story. A woman comes up to him and says, I hate my job. I hate my job. He goes, oh, I hate your job. Okay, yeah. Why do you go to work every day? You get paid? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's how it went. She said, I hate my job. He said, well, tell me five things you like about your job. She goes, I don't like anything about my job. He goes, you get paid? She goes, yeah, okay. That's number one, you get paid, right? 
when you show up, right? You, you know, you, you, you have, you, do you like getting out of the house every day and having a place to get dressed? Yeah, I do. I, truth is, it's important for me. I know I got to get out. It's a place to get out of the house, right? It went through. You know, we, there's always things. There's always blessings. If you need help with blessings, speak with someone and, and at least write your blessings. Okay, thank you, Dana. Thank you for listening to the Life is Great podcast. You can see how, how valuable this podcast is. Please share it around. Spread it around to all of your social media because people will love you for it, okay? And have a, uh, have a very wonderful Rosh Hashanah and uh, looking forward to uh, doing Life is Great again. Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. Share this with your friends and they will love you for it. If you have questions or comments, please email me at rabbiyitzwine at gmail.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-Y-I-T-Z-W-Y-N-E at gmail. For more content, check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Thank you to Dana Rutherford for producing today's episode. And remember, if you decide to make it a great day, then your life will be great. Thank you for listening and being part of the Life is Great community. To keep these podcasts and other awesome programs available for free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation at yiaishlv.org backslash contribute.